On this week's episode of Bungalower and the Bus, we talk about what you can learn from the lessons of Typhoid Mary, a new urban farm that's in the packing district, and Scotty Campbell's here to talk about beer. A Florida brewery is going into the Amway Center. Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. Welcome to Bungalower in the Bus. And with me today, substituting for John Busdecker, is Scotty Campbell. Hi, everybody. Scotty, it's been too long. It has. It has. John should leave more often. (laughs) John's up north. He went all the way up to Oregon to buy a little horse for his wifey. That's what they do. That's, that's what, what they do. That's what straight people do. They it's buy Fourth each other of July, horses. and we're buying a horse. Yeah, <laughs> a horse, of course. Here on Bungalow in the Bus, we talk about all the top headlines in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods, including uh, the Mills Fifty-ish area, which we are adjacent to today. <laughs> Usually, we like to go record from different restaurants and things around town. Uh, we're just going to keep it simple today and record from our house. It's the safest thing to do during case, these uncertain times. In case you don't know, Scotty's my gay boyfriend. Happy Fourth of July. As opposed to your straight <laughs> boyfriend, John. Is that yeah, the- we, yeah, we'll keep him <laughs> off to the side. Um, there's lots of things happening this week. We we've been giving little coronavirus updates, Scotty. I don't know if you've been listening lately. Um but to the, the num- coronavirus the numbers? Or just our show in general. Oh, your show now. Yeah. It's because the numbers are high. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just had a, the same amount of uh positive cases in in the states in the last 2 days that Canada had since January. Right. Yeah, so it's spiking. And as I, a result, uh people are kind of shutting down travel to the states. Like we're hearing Virgin for for instance, Virgin Atlantic, uh they are not they're dropping flights to Florida between to the UK. UK and Orlando travel just will not happen. And if you're a local, you know that that's something that really keeps uh, the parks busy during the hot months or all those Brits and their fancy white sneakers. Yep. And their Diglo outfits. We love you, but your fashion, (laughs) my goodness. Those little flood pants. I love that you can always like tell a Brit. (laughs) Like (laughs) when I used to work at Epcot, I used to like walk all the way over to La Cellier Steakhouse. And I'd always love like trying to guess where people were from. And the UK people were like easy. They also like, they'll, they, they don't watch themselves and they get sunburned right away. Oh, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm kind of the same. I'm a very, you know, pink rose, uh, froze kind of a complexion. So <laughs> froze kind of a complexion. Yeah. You know, like pink and melty. <laughs> New from Maybelline. <laughs> Ooh, I'd like some of that froze. Can I have some of that froze? Pan- what do you used to call it? The foundation. Foundation. You used to? I think I was going to say pancake. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Pancake. And yeah, when we were in theater. Pancake. Yeah. Put the pancake on I don't know face. if it's still a thing, but it, but it definitely was. Crazy. We were... Employees at more than 20 public stores in the area have tested positive for COVID. Uh they're not really disclosing the impacted stores, but well, Orlando Weekly has a bit of a list that you can go check out. From from Publix? Yeah, or, Publix. Mm-hmm. Well, so here's the thing, though. I feel like they are just being honest and reporting what's going on. That None of these businesses are required to 
disclose. And Which, we crazy. hear through the grape, grapevine that there are restaurants with multiple cases. And Why would um, you not be required I don't know. to you, report? You could be working at a place where you don't know. Because you as a person, you're required. Like if you go and you test positive, then they force you to quarantine. Because if they find out that you were not quarantining, they will <laughs> fine you, right? They will? Yeah, that's what I heard. How much? I don't know. I think you're making this up. Like, how dare you? <laughs> Whose who show is this? This is why you're not allowed back on, Scotty. Um, but it's just interesting it's not happening with businesses. We had a couple people keep trying to, like, whistleblow to bungalow. or like, this place just had someone go, and they're still open and not telling anyone. It's like, that's not anything I want to cover. Right. I don't want to get a lawsuit. Especially if that person was wrong, right? But we're hearing stuff like from gyms where people have done their due diligence when they have tested positive and they'll call the gym and tell the gym, hey, I tested positive. You should be telling X, Y, and Z who were also there that day that they yeah. may have been exposed. And they don't do it. They don't pick it up. Yeah, I'm canceling my gym membership because the experience was scary. They they had no precautions at all. Yeah. Not Not even a sign up saying... Uh, to you know, to distance yourself or anything like that, and and the people were were not behaving. The uh, tourist tax collections are down, which is no surprise. Right, right? we knew that, that would makes happen. Ninety five percent decrease from May. Whoa! Uh, right, and so, but then I'm I'm kind of at first I was like, oh man, that's huge tourist tax dollars. We we need those. And then I was like, well, what are we using them for? We're using them to pay for like new ballet buildings and. And uh, and like, you know, things that in- encourage tourism for via new homes for arts organizations. And so I'm just kind of like, well, we can wait a little bit like we can we can take a hit for the summer Compar- comparatively to the other things that are going on in the world. Yeah. That's, yeah. Right. I, I understand what you're saying. And uh, they how much performing will be happening for a while. Broadway is has announced they're not doing anything until the beginning of next year. And I would imagine that locally things are going to have to follow suit. Um, so we certainly aren't going to get anybody touring down here for a no, while. No, and actually we just reached out to Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center, and you're going to hate it because it means I, I'm pitching more work. But I, I reached out to them like, hey, y'all are on a skeleton crew. I know you're not doing anything in the Dr. Phillips Center, but what are you doing out on your lawn? Thinking that they would just say, you know, nothing. Get out of here. Get off our lawn. Uh, but they were very receptive to having something happen there. So we're going to do a square dance. A square. <laughs> that Isn't that, that's like probably the safest dancing you could do, right? do si Nobody ever died from the do si is that a song? <laughs> it should be. It should be. I should precede this by saying Scotty has been having a wonderful day on the couch watching this Elton John concert, and you've definitely had more than one beer. <laughs> so, so. Yeah, they're doing this cool thing. It's like the beginning of a series of six where they're classic concerts. Uh-huh. So this was one that was actually broadcast on TV. So Whoa. it was kind of fun because... Uh, TV and radio, and it was kind of fun because he kept cursing, and <gasps> and the audience would just go whenever, whenever you do that. But it's just him and the piano, which is, which is awesome. You're like Elton John's biggest fan, right? I well, I believe so. Well, maybe his husband probably is is a bigger <laughs> fan, but that's just what a 
big fan would say. <laughs> <laughs> you named your dog after your songwriter, Bernie Toppin. Bernie Toppin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His his lyricist, yeah. You're too much. Uh, Mills 50. So we're adjacent to it. I know you don't like me to say that we live in it because Main no, Street just. But the way are... the map is drawn, unfortunately, our house is is. Don't give it away. I'm very, it. I'm very careful. I don't want anyone. You to aren't know. careful at all. <laughs> oh my god! I'm surprised you don't just like, give the address on every radio show. How dare but, you? Yeah. I'm very, very careful and right. mindful about how we're on I the star star tour maps. No, no. <laughs> That 7-Eleven in Mills 50 that closed forever ago. It's near Tory Tory. Right, right. And near the intersection of uh, Colonial and and Mills. And all the windows are papered up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's owned by an Ann Chow who notoriously does not answer any of my emails ever. <laughs> she owns a lot of property in, in the Mills 50 right, area. Right, right. Uh, she owns this 56-year-old building. It's apparently going to be demolished to put up a new 8,800 square foot retail building. So like something fancier and probably closer to the street. I'm waiting for some uh, plans and things from the city. And again, and Miss Chow uh, does not send me anything. So I can't tell you anything at this point, but I can say people have been pestering me about that for months since it closed about what's going to be going in there. That doesn't seem like a very big plot of land to be doing uh, I think it's going to involve something behind it. There's some, a little bit of land behind it. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll see. And again, I don't have any of the plans. So it's flanked by the CVS. Yeah. So it can't. And then the road. Scotty, you like beer, right? I, I've been known to have a beer or two. Or today. Or, even. or 12. <laughs> <laughs> and Why? What's, is, oh, is, I, I know what this is about. What's it about? This is about the Amway Center. Yeah. There's a there's a Florida brewery. Oh, you're so good. Yeah, yeah. You know what's sexy when you read my work? Hashtag I read it on Bungalore. <laughs> Bumble Bumble. <laughs> That's what I misspell things, which is every day. Uh the big storm brewing from it's a Gulf Coast brewery. They have three locations, one in Clearwater, Odessa, and Cape Coral are signing on to take over the magic grill space. That's in the northwestern corner of Amway. It'll be open outside of games and during games. Whoa. So you could go in there when there's nothing else happening. Uh, and it's going to oh, be right. a 10-year le- lease. I know the spot where this is. Okay. Like yeah. by the entrance, right? Yes. Yeah. One of the entrances. If you were walking in the front, it'd be to the right. Yep. But up an escalator, right? Or is it on the bottom floor? No, it's, I think it's on the it's downstairs. I think that's why cool. you could be able to access it anytime. I've never noticed it, and I couldn't figure out where it was. But they actually reached out to me and told me. And uh, I think his name was Tack. Was was what really? He was, uh, yeah, Tack. the brewer. Yeah, He's was super excited. So excited. Well, of course, that that's a big deal. I and I love seeing these local things. Uh, you know, when when Amway has, the, you know, their yeah. local restaurants in there and and uh, who else is in there? Black Bean Deli. Black Bean Deli is in there. Gringos. Gringos Locos. Um, that's all I got. That's all I got, too. But that's <laughs> enough. And I know they serve. Some there are there beers. are there are others, but I, I they're not coming to mind at the. Yeah. Local brews are available in there. Same way. You know, Dr. Phillips has you, you go upstairs and, and uh, you can get local brews and. Just, I, I think that's awesome. That's the way you keep money flowing around your state. It'll be like a few hundred thousand dollar renovation. They're throwing a lot at it. Um, and I guess that's been in the works for over a year to get in that space. Gotcha. Well, I hope it's ready in time for Elton John to come back around. 
When's that? Sometime next year. Yeah. Okay. He's, he had to, he's had to, he hasn't announced yet because he's, uh, well, there's so much uncertainty. Yeah. You're very sad about it. That's the last time you're allowed to talk about Elton John. Um, wow. Every every time you say Elton John in the show, you have to take a drink. <laughs> I don't think I'll, I'll have much drink. to contribute then. <laughs> <laughs> if still, I can't talk about you, Elton still have John to proofread my zine for me, so don't you can't get too drunk. That's <laughs> so be careful how many times you say Elton John. All right, all right. Uh, Orlando Weekly just killed their comment section. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting move. I I kind of. I th- I think it's it makes sense, um, but I didn't realize that there were other publications doing it. According to them, at least there there are. Well, you know, of course they're going to say that because they're going to be like it's a movement. But like I also know it's because they have a very they're, they're okay for a while when when Orlando Weekly was very focused on events. Uh, I felt like the voice was wasn't as alt weekly. Like the voice of the stuff became a little bit more centrist, I thought. And lately, uh, I have found that they, it's it's been very political, and I think uh, their readership is feeling. You're seeing a lot of people getting really upset in the comment sections, mostly on social. Well, that and I, they they also talked in the article about it being there being a lot of spam that happens yeah and it is it's it's people people do get more vicious in the comment section it happens on social media i tell you all the time not to read your comments you do anyway oh i live i tell you oh that person said this don't say anything to them you do anyway you don't (laughs) listen to any of my advice but i you know I, i think it's healthy for these publications to push the the Let's all discuss this like in person and in bars when they're open again. And well, and they have a letter to the editor section. Ex- you you want to say something? You want to say something? You do that. Write us, and we'll publish it. Yeah. Right. I I should do that, but it just seems like more work. It, um, and it's funny because then they uh, had an article on the current issue that I just wanted to comment on because um, because <laughs> I just thought it was poorly done and I wanted to say so. Uh, it's just interesting to watch. It's in, and, and take it back to my earlier comment of, about people having like a reaction to them becoming not as centrist and, and taking stances. I don't, I think there's a, a big group of people who have started reading Orlando weekly in the last couple of years who just weren't aware that they were an alt weekly. And you can see it in the comments. Like when, when they say stuff that are, you know, pro black lives matter, like that shouldn't be a surprise. You're reading Orlando weekly. Uh, and it's just interesting to see now these reactions on their socials where they're like surprised that they're not just writing about food and events. Uh, of course it's going to happen. So it's another reason why I'm just not surprised that they took away the comment section, at least mm-hmm. on the website. Cause that gets old. But then on their social, you're still able to comment. Yes. Yes, and actually, our friend Janessa Gursky, who used to work with the paper or work work with us, is is helping them with their socials, and I think she's doing a great job. Uh, the county just launched a new COVID nineteen campaign. I feel obliged to talk about it because I was part of the visioning behind it, or at least I was invited to sit on a couple of Zoom calls and listen to them while they told us about the visioning that they had for the campaign, <laughs> and it's called Safer Stronger Together was developed by Visit Orlando and Orlando Economic Partnership. 
uh, and they had over a hundred local leaders and media people from across all these counties talking about it. And uh, if you need some ideas about how to reopen your business, they have links to other stuff like CDC suggestions and uh, some great branding stuff. I do think it's kind of missed an opportunity to come up with like an easy to read list on how to reopen as a business. Like here's a list of things that you should be doing to make sure everybody's safe in your business. I haven't seen that anywhere. And, uh, and I brought that up during the face times that we had. I just, it's not there as part of the campaign. So I guess I don't understand what it is then. Um, you know what I really think it is? This might get me in trouble. We Uh-oh. do some we do some work with them. Tell us, tell us. <laughs> I I think it's just like so they can say at the end that they did their due diligence to help get out information about reopening, and the mayor asked them to do something, and so now they can say that they've done it. Um, I do. I just think it's a, a little bit of a missed opportunity. Like the Florida Restaurant and Lodging Association just launched the Seal of Commitment to Safety campaign. Where if you, they're it's like a way to reward establishments for demonstrating their commitment to safe sanitation practices, and you can get this little sticker to put up in your window. I think that's great. I think that's a, I think that's a great way to engage people. Plus, you're you're uh, rewarding people for doing something right, mm-hmm. right? That, it, I like that. I do too. And I I had actually brought up that they do something with Yelp. You know, like maybe there's a rating system. Because uh, people are already doing it, people. Are... I think you know what I think Yelp should be doing. What? I, I think there should be a way to rate your comfort level when you're going to a business on Yelp with, with regard to COVID. I agree, and, and we've had a number of people reach out to us. Like there are a rest, like there's a bar, for instance, uh, the Falcon, right? Oh yeah, they use their PPE stuff, their funds to buy like a. Uh, this thing that like cleans the air as it comes in. It's like a, an air circulator. So instead of it just being an AC system, which just circulates maybe bad air yeah, uh, that's that has germs in it, it will cleanse it with like UV lights or something oh, magical. Fantastic. There's like a, a dwarf in there shooting it all. I don't, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> something it's, magic. It's sprinkled with unicorn <laughs> dust. <or something>. <laughs> <laughs> like filtered magical. through unicorn farts. You might have wanted to research that a little bit more before you talked about <laughs> it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I know they have like the circulator thing in there that cleans the air. Yeah. And that's but despite the fact that she did her due diligence, she being the owner, Melissa Marie, in using that that funding to to protect her staff and her clients, she was lumped in with an, all of these other bars and establishments which did nothing. Right. Uh, which is such a shame. There should be some sort of way to recognize or inspect these businesses that have done the right thing to let them to continue to operate. And when you say lumped in, what you're talking about is right now they're not able to sell alcohol. Right. Throughout the – for on-site consumption. Right. You can sell things do, to go. Doing the package. And Melissa's doing the package? Yes. Yes. And they have a new to-go thing, little express thing set up which i think is great to yeah. operate as a package store but that doesn't keep you in business for a long time no i absolutely agree with you and we know that there are businesses that even just flagrantly disregarded even even the lockdown um so uh yeah it makes me think of typhoid mary we kind of talked about it last week um do you know that story yeah a little bit yeah her name was mary malone 
and she was this Irish immigrant who was cooking for different families in New York. And it turned out she was an asymptomatic carrier, which was unheard of at the time uh, of typhoid. And so she, as she was cooking for people, she was making them sick and she didn't know. And so there, it got to a point where an investigator was called and he, people who had typhoid had typhoid because they weren't like washing their hands or, or they were just seen as unclean. And so this woman, Mary, who is a professional cook, uh, when she was accused by this investigator of, of having it, took it as a major affront. And she actually tried to, attack the guy with like a cooking utensil or something and chased him out and he used that to prove that she was crazy and violent and she ended up being arrested by the public health officials and quarantined for 30 years once they found out that she actually had it um and it just makes me think of like people who are actively either unaware or the, when they become aware that there there is an issue they're just choosing not to do something and putting people at risk so i was wrong i didn't know the story of typhoid oh really Mary. i thought it was a drag queen that you were talking oh. about <laughs> i do think there is one hey who Mary. coincidentally also typhoid Mary. also is known for attacking people with kitchen utensils so mm. that's weird yeah <laughs> spatulas <laughs> that's western for spatula <laughs> <laughs> we're already ready for break we'll go to break when we come back we're going to talk about a new giant fancy urban farm that's coming to college park and uh, someone's giving away a million dollars This is Erica for Orange County Library System to tell you about these three things. Entrepreneurs ages 9 to 14 will want to be part of our Biz Kids Club. You'll learn how to create a business plan, pitch your business idea, and more. Biz Kids starts July 6th, so register now. Got a great idea for a podcast? What's next? Nick Jorgudiu, host of To a Certain Degree, will discuss what you need to launch it with podcasting, Getting Started, a virtual event on July 9th. Start reading now for the Alafaya Book Club's August selection. They'll be chatting virtually about The Engineer's Wife by Tracy Anderson Wood on August 13th. For information on these three things and much more, visit OCLS.info or call 407 407- 835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. Welcome back to Bungalore and the Bus. This is Brendan O'Connor from Bungalore.com, and with me today is Scotty Campbell. Hi everyone. Welcome back from the break. Thanks for staying with us. We should talk about that song that you hear every intro is a local song it's by eugene snowden it is it is i just downloaded it you can actually get it wherever you find your music i did it through google but i'm assuming you can do it through uh, well I, i'm pretty sure on his thing it says that through the u-tunes and, and the the wee tunes <laughs> the beat tunes hey hey all those tunes yeah go, just go look for it it's eugene snowden and it's i'll do it is the name of the song I'll do it. And it's addictive. If you need someone to count on, babe, I'll do it. I just, just be careful driving while it's on because 
<laughs> people I've, should hear I've the heard. whole one. We'll share. We'll share it on on uh, bungalow.com so people can see. Okay. And then what were we talking about before the break? Uh, typhoid Mary. Oh, that story is crazy. Right. That gets, that gets me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so patient with me. I there's something about like these historical stories. Yeah. That just really resonate with me. Like I'm still working on that Jonestown article um, about Orlando's original black neighborhood, which was essentially torn down because people didn't want it in the middle of a bunch of white neighborhoods. And they like relocated people to the West. And I'm obsessed. I'm like, I'm living for that story. It's very interesting. And it's stuff that people should be talking about anyway, but particularly right now, that whole the whole history of Paramore, I didn't know until recently where, where the mayor at the time specifically designated an area where they would, quote, put the black people. It's named after the guy, a former mayor who actually yeah. platted it out. That's Somebody brought it up uh, in the discussions about changing the name of Division, right. the road, and he, he said, well, what about this? The, the entire place is named after this racist, you know? So... Interesting. Oh, heavy man. There's there's let's a talk lot. About farms. There's a lot. Can we talk about farms. Sure, let's grow things. Okay. <laughs> so the packing district. Right. How, how familiar are you with that project, Scotty? Uh, only the little bit that I've heard through you. Uh-huh. Um, it seems it feels uh, in my life far away, so I, I I don't pay that much attention. It's a massive. I want to say hundred acre project at princeton and obt orange blossom trail in the west of orlando uh it's funded by dr phillips charities a former uh orange packing family who just had more money than they knew what to do with now they own a lot of land he made the money they get to spend it yeah sounds great (laughs) what were my ancestors doing right eating eating potatoes my dr phillips come on (laughs) uh they so they're behind this project it's going to be massive it's going to be game changing and i would call it west college park it's really called fair villa that right. whole area because it's near lake fairview <laughs> and, and also there's one thing in that only one thing in that area that people think of when they hear fair villa, fair villa megastore, right? fair megastore. which was named after the neighborhood and it's like polluted the name for everybody and now i feel funny about thinking that package uh Packing district is far away because <laughs> Fair Villa Megastore doesn't seem far away. I'm willing to make that drive. Right. Hmm. No, you are because there's because <laughs> what's on the other end? What? Because <laughs> there's weird toys that make me blush on the other. Are end. we still talking about urban planning and I guess. development? <laughs> so, part of this project, Scotty, is an 18 acre urban farm. Right. I have heard about this, and Some... it's called Four Roots. Because it's named after Four Rivers and John Rivers, who's right. going to be helming it, because he's all about uh, feeding people locally. Why is well? Why is Four Rivers called Four Rivers? Does anybody? Uh, family members. It has to do with his family. Oh, there are four of them named River. Who uh, I don't know. I, don't I can't know remember. Either. And I've he's told me this a few times, and I and and you I, don't know. I wow. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you out. Oh, you did. I and he like oh, listens I'm to every sweaty. episode too. I'm pretty sure he does. He loves he loves Bungalore. Well, he definitely listens to the ones I'm on. I know that because <laughs> you tweeted at him. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling him, listen, 
or else. <laughs> dam up one of your rivers. <laughs> so I we then did you'll I have actually, to change your name to Three Rivers. <laughs> Or else. Or yeah, else. I love, that's funny. Uh, we did a Q&A with Rivers back in 2018, which shares a whole bunch of in-depth information about like the reasoning behind the project. But it's we just got uh, our pause on their very early renderings of the project and what cool. it'll look like. And it includes uh, a 12,000 square foot greenhouse that's going to be led by Valencia College. A 35,000 square foot hydroponic greenhouse, which is going to have super fancy technology that you can only get overseas. We don't like it'll be the only place in the States that has it. Cool. Uh, A vertical greenhouse, which is like the ones that just go up. (laughs) Thank you for defining vertical. You're you're welcome. (laughs) And then a 16.5. What sixty thousand five hundred? How do you say that? Sixteen point five hundred sixty-five. That's a lot of numbers. No, I don't see the numbers, so oh, I don't really big. know how you say a it. Big old farm. It's store. big. It's just Ew. big. People like, don't. You you're worried about the number, and people listening, they can't. Their mind can't. No, who knows? You know, y'all are driving. Like who knows about like, numbers? I'm just right. telling you, it's big. It's big. <laughs> the store. It's a big farm, and it goes up and down and sideways. <laughs> Sound like the president. <laughs> this is gonna be the biggest. It's gonna be the biggest huge. urban farm it's be ever. It's gonna be huge. The best farm. The best farm. The best rutabagas. <laughs> the most sweet potatoes. Now you sound like you've ever seen in one Bill spot Cosby. all together. <laughs> Jello. <laughs> Jello molds. J E L L O molds. Uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about something else before people switch the oh, dial. get mad at us? All right. Yeah. But it's cool. It's, I think it looks amazing. If you want to see what I'm talking about, head on over to bungalore.com and just oh. type in four roots. I was just about to suggest that you, you post those drawings on Bungalore, but you already did it. I did. You think but, of everything. Well, you know, I don't want to brag, but I'm, uh, I'm a smart guy. <laughs> but what's special about today that brag, you don't want to brag? I don't want to brag, but uh, I got big feet. You know what that means? Yeah. Big, Big shoes. Oh. oh, Dr. Phillips Charities, we were just talking about them. They're right. giving away $1 million to local nonprofits that are working with COVID-19 stuff. Like all of... Oh, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, if, like you're, if they're supporting efforts that are associated with the pandemic or have suffered impacts caused by COVID-19, you could submit a letter of intent to get some of that money. And it doesn't look like there's a cap. Like if you're doing a lot of good work and they really like you, you could get like a couple hundred thousand for your organization. So you gotta be nonprofit and you gotta be working with something to do with the pandemic. Does I that include you, you guys? I thought you had an or in there where it was like, or you've been affected by it, which would mean like everybody. If you suffered impacts. Yeah, I guess yeah. if you're a nonprofit that like you're like we haven't been able to do our shows. Yeah, you could possibly, yeah. I guess, argue that. Yeah, take a look at it. Yeah, I have the link up on bungalore.com. Yeah. Uh, did you find this thing? Did you are you following this Orlando Sentinel hullabaloo? No. No. Okay. So let not, me lay not this very on you. well. I'm going to lay it on you. Uh, so they have this new union, right? The Sentinel, right, the right. Sentinel Guild. They're trying. To, they're trying to buy the paper themselves. Well, 
Yes. Or is that's that what a they're telling thing? people? That's what they're telling. I'll tell you if you listen, Scotty Campbell. All right. Gosh. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get to the point? <laughs> Do you need another beer? Do you need another I'm beer? Okay. Why don't you go get a beer while I talk? I'm okay. Okay. You're okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, what did you say? Because it was <laughs> it was very succinct. <laughs> they yes, so they the guild is suggesting they sent a whole bunch of press releases and posts all of a sudden that they want to keep the paper local and they want to find local investors to buy the newspaper and possibly have it be like a nonprofit led uh, outlet instead of what it is now, which is owned by Tribune Publishing. And Tribune Publishing has it's a little scary because they're. Uh, majority stakeholder is a little litigious. So I'm not going to say the name out loud on the air. It's a little, they are known for killing newspapers. These people who are buying into Tribune publishing. So the guild is trying to get ahead of that and do like some flexing and scare Tribune publishing into selling it off. Hopefully the only issue is that it's not for sale. So like there's not a number that's out there uh, and they don't know who's going to buy it yet. So there's right, a lot of looking for bush rat investors. You know? Yeah, yeah, shaking the cage. It's okay. I think this is something that Orlando needs to pay attention to. This is our only major newspaper. It's daily newspaper. Re- yeah. Really, the only your only opportunity in the city for serious journalism. Um. So why'd you look at me when you said that? No, I'm just saying that I'm because my putting gifts, it out there because my gifts have you butts in them. <laughs> Because my gifts are, aren't serious enough for you. <laughs> Bungalore is not. You're not. You you, t- you talked about it earlier, right? About the COVID cases. Uh-huh. Bungalore is not going to go after a restaurant. No. that's had employees reported, but something like the Orlando Sentinel could, and they're going to go af- after it in in the manner uh, of true journalism, where you know, yeah. and not not with snark with. You know, with with with, uh, with you know analyzing the situation and and uh, getting to the bottom of it. So it's our only. It's I love it. when I love when you talk a lot. It's really, <laughs> it's really sexy. You just I did mean, it for I, me. Can you even think like news? like uh, television? Do we do we have any? No, television news is going to talk about it unless it gets broken ahead of time because yeah. their turnarounds have to be quick, right? And so right. that's why, like, all the TV news people love Bungalower because we serve up who, what, where, when, why, in really snackable content pieces. And then they're like, great, my homework's done. All I have to do is show up and add a couple more facts and we got a whole segment, right? And so they love that. They love little outlets like us, but they're yeah. not going to go out and do the investigation themselves unless it's like Channel 6 or 9, but it's not going to be about a smaller instance. It's got to be something attention-grabbing. In all fairness, you have to look pretty and like... <laughs> On TV? Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. even like, I I look at, I think, oh, that would be a fun job. And then I see what those guys <laughs> go through, what those women go through to like, I'm like. And they're up at like four in the morning. That's crazy. And they still got to look good. Yeah. Yeah. When I used to do my Fox 35 morning segments, I was like the ugly troll in the room. No, I know. Making I, them I, look I've, good. I've been, I don't know that. I didn't, I didn't mean to say that you were the ugly troll, but I meant. But you just But did. I mean, I <laughs> was just looking at pictures of myself on one I of those say, We shows. always end up fighting after a segment, <laughs> Scotty. We always, every time I have you on the show. No, I was just like looking you, at one of the things where I, I did a, a, a spot and, and I was like, whoa, I 
do not look as thin as the rest of the people. On well, the and you lean back, right? Because you're trying to like relax no. and be cool. You got to lean forward. Right. That's get what your I did. Angles, That's right? what I did. Get your angles. It right. seemed to like highlight my belly really well. Oh, you got to lengthen too know. at the same time. Yeah, but it's Put hard to do like that and, and yeah. talk. Did you see the Sentinel owner is getting sued? No. Tribune How? Publishing. I thought you weren't going to say their name. I did say the majority stakeholder. Tribune oh. Publishing, I've already said. Tribune Publishing, who owns the Sentinel, right. has not been paying rent. They're they're not the litigious one that you were talking no. about earlier? No. Well, now I know want to know who that is. Well, you got to... I've said is their name. Is it a person or is it a, is it a company? It's a person. <laughs> right? <laughs> kind of, but okay. it's really a company. Okay. Yeah. Can we reset, please? Are you, are are you here with me right now? I, I am. I am. Reset button. No, Look sh- at me. Reset. Okay. Reset. All right. So reset. the Tribune isn't paying its rent. Yes. Why doesn't the, that guy pay the rent? Because <laughs> he doesn't want to. Because he's not there to pay money. He's there to take money as a stakeholder. Oh, I see. And as a shareholder. They own I all see. that cash. And so they're like, well, we don't have to pay rent now because there's a moratorium on evictions. Let's just uh, not pay rent. I didn't realize that was their... Um, well, they're their, just saying, oh, we're just not doing this for a number of their properties across the, the country. And so now they're getting sued by the owner of the Orlando Sentinel building downtown, which is Midtown Opportunities out of Miami, who kind of wants them out anyway because they want to build like a big multi, like a packing district downtown. But they have a whole agreement with Tribune that they have to stay there for a little bit longer. So they're suing them now. For three months worth of rent, which is like three hundred thousand dollars. Sentinel, they, they don't actually do the production on site anymore, right? No. So they just need to move out of that and go down, go to one of the the business buildings downtown. They would be a great. Yeah, anchor. I think they should buddy up with WMFE, which is only occupying half of their building anyway over in, in what, what oh, East Orlando. Psh, nobody wants to drive way Cozy out there on every day. Up. No, you're right. I wouldn't want to drive out there either. Uh, holy I moly! I, I I had to do it a couple of times yesterday, and well, <laughs> I'm still worn out. Had to because you forgot your purse out there. <laughs> this is a true story. <laughs> the true NZ, story. NZ in Theater has rescheduled their Florida Film Festival. That okay? Will, they had to reschedule because of COVID nineteen. Uh, makes sense. And they will be doing it in August, August seventh to the twentieth. And they managed to keep 90% of the festival lineup that they had all set up before. And they're 50% occupancy inside. And uh, if you want to see their whole lineup, just head on over to enzian.org and you can check it out. So are they only using Enzian? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I, I hope uh, I hope August works out. I do too. It's pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, there's a new bar opening in Baldwin Park. The Nest closed a couple Uh-oh. of weeks ago. That was right by Calibri, the Mexican place. Yeah. Uh, you'd been there? Mm-hmm. Oh, I hadn't. Who'd well, you go with? I I have friends. Someone cute? Probably. I don't. I don't. I can't think of any ugly friends I have. Oh. By design. Wow. wow, I'm a little elitist now that I think about it. No, just I have smart. beautiful friends. Just smart that you have beautiful <laughs> friends. Um, there's, it's a new concept by the guy who actually designed the cocktail menu for the nest, Ricky Galicia. Talk about beautiful. This guy's handsome. Right. He ran away and worked for Sushi Pop. And then when the nest closed, he swooped in and now he's opening up his own concept and he's calling it the Wildflower. Uh, I don't know why. 
And so it'll be very <laughs> interesting. With a Y. <laughs> to make it cool. Wow. With a y. Wow, wow. No, it's uh, different. That's a Y. This whole second floor of the sanctuary building is now for sale. That's where the yeah. Mez is, that event space. It's just right above the Stubborn Mule. Mm-hmm. You've been there a couple times, eh, Scotty? Yeah, for um, for different events. Um when the collective was around, they they would they met up there. Um, I can't remember what else I've been up there for, but so oh, I received the Golden Brick Award oh. there one time for the the Happy Holidays song. Fancy man, I know. Oh, yeah, when you because if you're just tuning in, that Happy Holidays, Happy New Year neon sign in Ivanhoe Village, Scotty was a key component in getting that restored. So now it it's a part of our holidays every year. <laughs> I was an important dot in the making it happen. <laughs> you're it welcome, Orlando. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so it's for sale. If you want to buy it for $3.9 million, go mm. talk to my boy, Scott Lloyd, at Lloyd Commercial Advisors. 3.9. Not bad. Not bad. I'd have to live there. It's like 12,000 square feet. It has offices where there's already people renting it. Just, you know, it's already it. making it's, money. It's already making money. But what money. if you buy it and you're like, I don't want you here. Can you kick out the people? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Who's up there? Generally, no. Generally, there's like contracts in place. Ah, uh, some guy called Jim Hobart. Jim photographer. Hobart. He's in there. I think he can stay. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, when I buy the place, you can stay. He's also been a uh, co-host. Yeah, he's great. We love Jim Hobart. Uh, the U.S. House of Representatives just passed a bill to designate Pulse as a natural memorial site, and uh, they passed the bill on June 26th. It's now designated as the National Pulse Memorial. You biting your tongue, baby? Huh? You biting your tongue over there? <laughs> All right, that's good. Still going to be operated by the owner, Barbara Poma, uh, but it will not be a part of the national park system, which is not normal because generally if you're designated as a national uh, memorial site, it usually gets you know absorbed into the park system. Not in this case, and I think it's because... Uh, one pulse wanted to maintain ownership of it. That being said, I wasn't privy to those meetings. Uh, thank God. <laughs> but keep an eye on that. Not everybody's happy about it, though. There's something called the Community Coalition Against a Pulse Museum, which has launched a new initiative called 49 Questions. And they're releasing a different question that they have publicly on YouTube every day about every day uh addressed to the city and and the parties involved uh about why you know like for instance allegedly uh when it was as a nightclub it wasn't supposed to be a nightclub according to zoning and it was allowed to operate as a, as a nightclub uh even though paperwork wasn't in, huh. lined up for like 10 years Oh, that's interesting, because it was a nightclub before it was a nightclub. Yeah, I guess it had something to do with the licensing, said it was like a restaurant, but they weren't really serving food, and so like just a lot of hoops that now people, family members of people, of the victims, uh, are are raising hell. Uh, The OBJ just wrote about future outdoor amenities at housing projects, how people are no longer interested in big fancy clubhouses. They want uh, access to walking trails and bodies of water. And I think that all has to do with what we're dealing with right now. <laughs> uh, people, yeah, because you, you see a lot more people 
outside doing stuff. Absolutely. When, yeah. I can't walk the dog without running into people, which is annoying. So we're running out of time. <laughs> so I'm going to do a real quick roundup, Scotty, of July. It's July 4th weekend, long weekend. Right. right. Uh, not many public outdoor events that you can go to, but I do have some good ones. We just posted a roundup of things that you can do this weekend that include fireworks at SeaWorld if you want. That option is there, third through the fifth. Uh, Legoland is hosting its annual Red, White, and Boom event on July 4th, and you can get fancy glasses that make the fireworks look like bricks as you're watching. Uh, Eustace has a firework display on tonight. And then Dundee, Florida, has one tomorrow at 9.20 p.m. It's a drive-in firework display, so you don't have to get out of your car to hang out and see what's happening over the lake. So so far, sound, that sounds like the most appealing, the most appealing. option. <laughs> there's the a couple of scary. There's some protests happening at Lake Eola Park on the fourth as well. Right, uh, I've heard Blackout Movement Day. Everyone's going to be wearing black in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. And then it's followed by a free block party with free food and beverage downtown. Again, they're encouraging everyone to wear their masks and practice social distancing, which is hard to do when you're eating. <laughs> right. Uh, Winter Springs is hosting a Celebrate Freedom Parade, which will be touring through the neighborhoods in Winter Springs. Uh, and you can see it from your your house, from your front yard. They don't aren't encouraging people to part, to line up along the streets for it. They want to bring it straight to you. <laughs> Thornton Park is hosting a street party at the Osceola Circle by Lake Yola Park. They are enforcing social distancing and are limiting the amount of people that can access their new street party hub at the Osceola uh, cul-de-sac there in front of World of Beer. But I'm encouraging everybody to get out of Dodge. Go to Ginny Springs. Go to Rainbow Springs. Go to New Smyrna Beach and let your dog run around in the dunes for a little bit. So they're super tired before you come home and have to listen to some fireworks all That's night. That's true. Do those kind of things. Whatever you do, Scotty and I both recommend that you do it safely, yeah. wear a mask, and be cool, dudes. Physically distance, wear your mask. That's it. We love Peace, you. love. Happy 4th. Happy 4th.